Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Mr. Pop. The views and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this network and its affiliates. going on everybody welcome back to two guys in a balcony with brian and dan right here on radioafs.com fat boy media drcp army i'm a little upset right now because you know um well yeah, just me. what's up yeah, man what's going on brother how you doing tonight well i mean you know it, it's it's been one of those days i uh you know we we didn't have our normal intro so it kind of throws me off a little bit you know yeah, yeah, I was about to say something, you know, to our listeners out there. You may have noticed we don't have our normal intro. Um, we apologize. That's a uh, blog talk issue that we are currently working on. Um, we should be back up and running for next week. Um, but that's, that's you know, really just a minor issue for the show. Uh, you know, I mean, show goes on. You're here, I'm here, and we're going to rock this shit tonight. Well, to be honest with you, we're kind of going back to our first few shows where we didn't have shit then either. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is true. Look, look, look. You know, start of a new year, we're, you know, going back to our roots of, you know, what we were when we first started. So, hey, you know, it's a reminder of uh, where we came from. Exactly. Exactly. So, all right. So, I, I got something funny to tell you, and I got, you know, so... Christmas, you know, the kids' is Christmas, they got they got some money and everything. I had told you before, Caleb, my son Caleb wanted to buy a couple board games. He bought Risk, and he bought the 40th anniversary Star Wars edition, Monopoly. Nice, nice. And uh, so we played Risk, which he had never played either game. He's never played Monopoly, and he'd never played Risk. So we played Risk a couple weeks ago, and he loved it. He had fun. And uh, so this week... Uh, this weekend, we just we had played last night. We played the Star Wars Monopoly. Now I open up the board, and it's cool as shit because it's of course Star Wars, and oh, yeah. um, the pieces in it, dude. You get the you get the land speeder. You've got the Millennium Falcon. You've got R two D two, Luke's um, pilot. You get his uh, flight helmet and for the X wing that he wore when he flies the X wing. Um, there's a uh, and there's like a uh, stormtrooper helmet and then something else. I can't remember the other piece. But uh and then all the scenes all all the spaces in the mo- in the in the board game of the original Monopoly 
are different scenes from the movie. Well, I love how they did it too because – and I'll have to take pictures of the board later and send them to you. I'll post them up on the page. Uh, the scenes in the movie from beginning to end of where like the real cheap spots are in the very beginning right after go and all the way up yeah. to boardwalk are all scenes in the movie, but they're all in order of the movie. Like major, like they're like important scenes of the movie or just random scenes in the movie, but it's all in order of the movie from beginning to end. So it wasn't just nice. random placement. I loved it. So nice. we're playing Monopoly and he's doing, he's doing great. And he's, you know, he's doing a great job for, you know, never playing before. And, you know, I taught him, how, you know, I was telling him how to do it and, you know, his ideas and everything. I don't want to give him answers. And uh, right. he gets me down at one point. I'm down to like, I think I had like maybe 80-something dollars. And he's all like, oh, dad's about to lose. You know, of course, we're like, oh, be careful because, you know, you, it can swing out of nowhere. Yeah. And oh, yeah. So I get put, I get put in jail, and of course instead of you know paying my way out, of course I'm gonna sit there and take my three turns trying to get out for free. Well, while I'm doing that, him and the old lady just happen to land on every space that I own, <laughs> and they're paying me rent one after another. And then I have to pay to get out. So as soon as I pay to get out, my next turn I roll my dice. I go straight to free parking and picked up all the money in the middle. Nice. So. We end up putting. I end up putting the old lady out. I put her out. She's got to give me all her money, mortgage everything. She's got to sell me everything. I turn around. I buy because on this instead of houses and hotels, you got fleets and bases. So I start stacking up my fleet, stacking up my bases, dude. At one point, from free parking all the way over to the boardwalk, right by Go, I owned everything. Well, I I literally Damn. had an entire half of the board. Well, I ended up uh, trading him. I ended up trading my boy the the three red places right after free parking for a couple other spots, which already had properties on them, so I helped him out there. But I really wanted them. The next thing you know, I own the yellows. I own the greens. I own the blues. I put bases. I put the I put the bases. On all the green, all the blue, and I got three fleets on each for the yellow. He comes around that corner. He hits it, and he's got to pay me $1,400. So he's selling everything. He's getting rid of everything. He hits his $400. <laughs> his very next roll, dude, his very next roll. He's like, it's okay. I'll get my money back. So I roll my dice. My move puts me right on my property. His very next roll throws him right on what would be the boardwalk space. He's got to owe me $2,000. I'm like, game over. <laughs> <laughs> so you feel good about uh, kicking your son's ass in Monopoly, huh? That's right. I sure did, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. But it was funny, man. I mean, we had a lot of fun, though, with it and everything. So, And then – yeah, it, it was uh Yeah. So I got a uh funny thing for you too. Okay, so you know how we always get these these fake accounts and everything on social media, right? Yeah. Okay, so the old lady gets this message from a female and you know, they're sitting there talking and she's like she's not really understanding what she's saying. She just don't really 
mean, it, it's weird the way this this girl's talking. And right off the bat, I as soon as she showed it to me, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, this this is a fake account. She's like, that's what I thought. So she says something about being. She says that, uh, and my old lady's like, so where are you from? And she's like, she says she's from California, USA, and she works in the U.S. military. She's currently on deployment to western part of Africa, in Nigeria, on a secret mission. It's a peacekeeping mission. Okay. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So I reply back. I'm, I'm like, okay, now I want to do this. So I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. My man's a veteran. What branch are you? <laughs> she replies with Fort Meyer in Virginia. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, what? Yep. Said, so what branch are you? She said Fort Meyer in Virginia. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, oh, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have fun trolling the troll. <laughs> oh Lord. Oh, oh some people's children. I tell you. <sighs> Anyways. So how was your week? Dude, honestly. In, in Fort Myer, Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> so, honestly, it was just a week, dude. There was really nothing special about this week for me. I mean, it was, you know, get up, go to work, come home, do homework, watch TV, watch movies, go to bed. I mean, that was literally the extent of my of my week. You know, I mean, nothing... Nothing really of interest really happened. Oh, actually, yeah, that's pretty much did. it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I forgot one key part. My wife would kill me, and here comes the couch moment for me. Um, my oldest that lives here got a job this week. Nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. He, uh, he works for uh, a friend of ours owns a um, owns a shop, you know, down the street from us, and uh, he went to work with him. So he got his first paycheck uh, Saturday, and he was very happy. So, yeah, yeah, you know, we Hell all yeah. him. And, uh, funny thing, Saturday. Um, the friend of ours actually took a picture of our son mopping and uh, sent it to my wife and said, you know, uh, underneath was the caption life skills. So, you know, he was learning to mop the store and learning to run the register and, you know, he was, he was doing pretty good. So, so yeah. Hell yeah. Well, I told you about, I told you about my boy, you know, starting yeah. his first job. Yeah. And uh you know, I got to take him, which was pretty cool. I got to take him and you know, help him set up his own bank account and everything. He started his own job. Well, he uh apparently, I guess he was telling me he went to he actually had to work today. Um he goes they called him and asked him if he would like to come in and pick up some extra 
hours. And uh, right. so they told him, he, he told him, yeah. So he went in there today. He wasn't scheduled or nothing. But I guess he uh, busted a, a big-ass, massive bag of flour all over the place. Oh. But from what he was saying was the manager laughed about it and fired somebody else because it was <laughs> – I'm like, wait a minute. How cool are you with your manager? Shit. But right? He That's said that uh, I guess it was funny. I guess the manager thought it was funny because it, you know, it spilled on him. She didn't fire him because it was actually somebody else's fault because they put it up wrong. And I guess this has been an ongoing issue, so they got rid of the other guy that actually put the material up in the wrong spot and this and that. But it was funny because he's like, man, I thought I was in trouble. I was like, I didn't do nothing. <laughs> oh, Jesus. But you know what, though, man? It's, it's crazy. He likes it. He likes it a lot. He He's happy. He, he said he has fun. And... uh you know, he's he's making some money, so I mean, you know, I'm proud of him. I really am. And then I got to teach him how to shave the other day. Well, wait a minute. Say that one more time. Yes, I stood there and got to teach my 14-year-old boy how to shave. Okay. Let me get this straight. You, being a caveman-looking motherfucker... With your, you know, long-ass, nasty beard. <laughs> you know, looking like a reject from Joe Dirt. Taught your yeah. son how to shave. You don't even know well, how to I shave. Tr- I went to the, I, my first thought was go to the electric razor, but I was like, no, he needs to learn no, how to do it the right way. No. He's lazy. So, yeah, no. I, no, I shaved a couple yeah. times when I was in the Army. Yeah, because you didn't grow any facial hair. I mean, hell, how long did it take take you to grow this beard that you got? Hey, what, it didn't. It didn't take. No, I didn't take long at all. I mean, I shaved, but see, I didn't use a razor. I I couldn't use a razor though. I mean, I still can't because I break. I get real bad irritation with razors. So I mean, I always use an electric razor, just kind of hit it up. Sometimes I was too drunk to care. Hell, you know it's that. It's hair but, extensions, isn't it? Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> you might have got that horse hair. <laughs> uh, hair extensions. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, you went to hair club for and said, no, I don't want it on my head. I want it on my face. I slapped the Rogan <laughs> on the face. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. That's funny. <laughs> But no, man, I, I actually, it was, you know, it was, uh, teaching him how to shave was rather interesting. I've, I I don't know, it, it's just something weird. I mean, I could teach him a whole bunch of shit about, about life, but teaching him how to shave is just different. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's like, I just, I just wanted to grab the razor and just be like, here, man, I'll do it for you. Just watch and learn. <laughs> Like it's getting stressful. Uh, yeah, yeah. I feel sorry for my boy. His uh, his lineage doesn't exactly allow for a lot of facial hair, so uh, he's probably going to be about twenty one, twenty two before I have to teach him how to shave. <laughs> yeah, I uh, 
When I when I first started growing it, it took me a long time. I, and then I seen pictures of my uh, biological father and found out he was not a man of facial hair. That he couldn't grow a beard to save his life. So it it took me a while when I first started growing mine out, but after after I finally started getting it out there, yeah, it started coming out pretty good. So yeah. Yeah, hell, I just, I've got a five o'clock shadow at eight o'clock in the morning. Hey, I know. I trust me. I know how it is. I get it now. But it was. Uh, it, it's funny though, man, because it's like I wanted to. I always wanted to like show him and teach him how to shave and everything. And it's funny because people at work are like, "Man, how long does it even take you to grow a beard?" But <laughs> they don't put two and two together. They don't put two and two together and realize that. I trim it down so it just stays one length for a long time. Like I don't. I just keep trimming it down, and it keeps fucking with them. They're like, "Wait a minute, are you still growing a beard or what?" <laughs> oh god, dude! There was one. I, I for real, like at work, I was there for like seven or eight months, and I kept trimming it. And I always trim it down to the exact same length, and they're like, um. Are you? Is your beard stuck? Does it just not grow or what? And I and, and I went with it. I played it off for like six months. Was like acting like I was trying to get it longer and it wouldn't grow out. I, I took. I was brushing it and everything. I'm like, man, it just won't get no longer than this. It just stopped growing. They're bringing me in articles. Dude, they were talking. They were looking up articles and shit online, coming to work, telling me about this stuff. I'm like, dude, I'm just fucking with you. I I, I trim it down. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! People are really fucking gullible, man. In this day and age, they are, which is funny because in in this day and age of of information at our fingertips, you think people would be smarter. Yeah, but but the, but what do they use that information for? Porn and cat videos. That's that's gross. <laughs> Not that I didn't even know how to reply to that. <laughs> I didn't even know how to reply to that. <laughs> oh shit. Anyways. Anyways. So, yes, I've taught my son. I, I got to talk, teach my son how to shave. Uh, so, I, I'm doing the, the proper techniques of teaching us, how, teaching your boy how to be a man. Um, I helped him with a bank account on, you know, in his first job and everything. I taught him how to shave. Next week, we're going to go shoot guns. Nice. Nice. He, um, I'm he doesn't know that yet. That... So, if listening... He doesn't know that yet, but if he's listening, I was lying. We're not going. <laughs> Don't get your hopes up. <laughs> but we are going. I'm glad in. that the, you know, couple months that uh, you lived with me, you know, you know, I'm glad I rubbed off on you. Oh yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna go with that because uh, you know, I mean, that's 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 just the way it is. Yeah, that's that's what it is. We'll 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 go with that. Yeah, sure. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, 
anyways, um, did you get a chance to watch these movies this week? Oh, of course. I've seen these movies before, and I watched them again this week. Dude, well, of I, knew, I, did. I knew you had seen them before. I just, I wasn't able to watch them this week, but I did get a chance to watch them. Uh, well, I mean, I watched them a, a couple weeks ago. I mean, we had already had it planned out. And I watched them when I could. I knew I think, so, you know, but I don't know, man. Life just makes it hard sometimes. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, I said I had you to... will not watch these shows. I said <laughs> the hell I won't. You know, I had to try and squeeze them in somewhere and, you know, lost some sleep because of it. But, hey, you know, it is what it is. It's what I do. It's how committed I am. So, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, if you do not know by now what we are talking about, tonight we're talking about the Kingsman movies. Kingsman the Secret Service and Kingsman the Golden Circle. If you haven't seen these movies, you need to go see them. Overall, these two movies are actually very exciting. Um, when Kingsman came out and I saw the previews, I'll be honest. And um, Brian, I know you can, uh, I know you can attest to this. Really, the only reason why I wanted to see these movies, well, to see the first one, uh, Secret Service, was because of Samuel L. Jackson. I mean, he was in the movie. That was the only reason I wanted to see it. And and, and in the previews, they don't give you a whole lot of Samuel L. Jackson. They really don't. No, you know, and when you watch the movie, you find out why. Yes, yes. Because the very first scene with Samuel L. Jackson in it, he comes in with that <laughs> list, and you are just like, "What the fuck is this?" And he, I mean, he has the, the this is his character. He has the list throughout the entire movie, and if there's anybody, anybody in the filming industry that can pull off a bad guy with a list. And an aversion to blood, like a severe aversion, like, I mean, throwing up. If there's anybody that can pull that off in the entire filming industry, it is Samuel L. Jackson. And in this movie, I mean, this has got to be one of the best movies I've seen him in. And I've seen just about every single one of his movies. I would have to say he pulled this character. Uh, it, I mean, he was amazing. He, he really, he really was. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'd go so far as to it, say he stole the spotlight. I laughed my ass off, and we'll get to that actually because we're gonna go through this movie, and I'll get to that oh, part. Yeah. But Samuel L. Jackson, man, if you if you're a movie fan, you've watched him. You've seen him in so many movies. Okay, we can all... It's its arguably the worst movie he's ever done with Snakes on a Plane. But it was... The, I was he's just a badass. Deep Water was probably worse. What was it? 
deep water or uh oh crap what was it called deep water no not deep, deep blue water. sea yes 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 deep blue sea i'm sorry i don't know why i said deep water deep blue sea he was yeah he or, was pretty uh, bad in that um or yeah yeah but to see him and to see him go and it's funny too because to see him go from something like pulp fiction where and, and that's one of the things I love about it is they relate the, uh, a part of Samuel L. Jackson's past in this movie because they talk about the you know he pulls up the the, the McDonald's you know here it is they're supposed to have like this luxurious dinner and they got McDonald's and yeah, yeah. It, it reminds me of the of the quarter pounder with cheese conversation. Yeah, he's he's I mean, a it's damn. McDonald's and Burger King, but still, it's fast food. Right, but he's you know he's sitting there talking no, McDonald's. McDonald's. Sorry, it is McDonald's. It's they're talking McDonald's yep, yep. and the quarter pounder with cheese and the Royale with cheese, and here he is a gangster gets blood splattered all over him and everything, you know. But then he's he's just a badass in Pulp Fiction, and then you see him in The Kingsman, and he's got a list, and I'm like, that's the funniest part about it, you know. <laughs> And then he's afraid yeah. of he's afraid like he's sick he gets sick to the sight of blood. I'm like, really? Like, didn't you just have a head blown off in your car like a few a couple generations ago? Like, <laughs> what the hell, man? And the thing is, I don't know, is man. Samuel L. Jackson, Samuel L. Jackson generally plays a badass motherfucker. Period. Point blank, plain and simple, he plays a badass motherfucker in ninety percent of his films. I mean, even in Snakes on a Spl- Snakes on a Plane, he played a badass motherfucker. Deep Blue Sea, he kind of played a you know a badass scientist until he got chomped by a uh, shark. I mean, hell, even in Star Wars, he was one of the most powerful Jedi. In this movie, not so much. He doesn't really play a badass motherfucker. Oh, he plays well, a the, very smart. <coughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was saying he plays a very smart, very convincing, very conniving evil genius. You know, the typical evil genius. Uh, and but at the same time, it's it's, it's kind of hard to take him seriously sometimes because of the list and. You know, when when he shoots uh, Galahad in the head, and he throws up right afterwards, and he's like, well, you know, and, "Oh my God, is he dead? Is the, he dead?" Right. And, and the thing that got it though, the thing that made it that much better too. I mean, you go back to past movies. Um, a, uh, a lot of the villains that were in James Bond movies um, had some form of a physical. Like a physical dysfunction, or there was there they had some kind of a, a difference to them, like an abnormality. Yeah. Samuel, when Samuel Jackson actually um, tried, when he actually uh, went in for this, he actually the, the, his character was not intended to have a list, but he he wanted to keep with that English the English tradition of having the villain be different, and so during his his very first take he went in with a lisp on it and did his did his role with a lisp and Matthew Vaughn 
who actually had withdrawn from directing X-Men uh, Days of Future Past to do this, to do the original, the first Kingsman movie, as soon as he did it, he yelled, he yelled to stop. And he went and talked to, you know, Samuel Jackson was like, hey, look, we got to keep that in here. But um, it was funny because Matthew Vaughn, apparently prior to um, – he was talking to Samuel L. Jackson, and prior to his acting career, Samuel L. Jackson actually really did have a list. And so it kind of came off as a joke that the list was Valentine's reason for becoming the villain in the movie when he got older and shit like that. It was kind of like a thing that, you know, because you're different, you probably got picked on, which kind of led you to being the bad guy, blah, blah, blah. So they went with it. Who knew Samuel L. Jackson legitimately had a list when he was younger? You know what I mean? Huh. Well, I mean that's 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 interesting, and and that would, you know, partially explain why he was able to pull it off so well and make it sound, you know, I mean, so believable. Because when you when you hear people try and mimic a list, sometimes it it, it, it uh, comes out a little over the top or a little, you know, too. Uh, too forced, but I mean Samuel L. Jackson. I mean he pulled it off and made it sound believable. Made it sound like you know this is really what this character is. Right. Exactly. So I don't. It was uh. I don't know, man. It, it's just really interesting to find that out that you know. Samuel Jackson legitimately had a lisp when he was younger and said, fuck it, I'm going to do it and keep with the tradition of making the English bad guy bad, you know, or making him different. And so he yeah. did it. And they were just like, okay, we, we're sold. <laughs> but I mean, and it, I mean my thing is... My... Go ahead. I was going to say, it fits the character so well. You, you know, know, I mean... It really does. Because he... In the movie, the way that he dresses and his style of clothing and, and acting and stuff like that, it it, it kind of it, he kind of dresses like uh, actually kind of like uh, Eggsy in the movie, right? You know, he's got the sideways the sideways cap and and the list kind of takes you back to. Uh, the way that he dressed in the, in the in the list and the way that he acted and stuff like that kind of made him childlike in a way you know like like you were saying he was uh you know he was the kid that was always picked on in school and stuff like that and now he's you know become the childhood bully and and and, and stuff like that and the character that that he portrays the um you know, like, like his mannerisms and his dress and, uh, you know, the over-the-top um, suit that he gets with the top hat. And even the McDonald's, you know, has this kind of immature quality to him. You know, like he hasn't fully uh, fully matured past the, um, past the bullying stage, that he still holds it on, that, you know, that he still holds on to it. You know what I mean? Right. 
Right. I know I got a little psychological there and, and you know, kind of sounded smart and <laughs> stuff like that. But, I mean, that, that's that's kind of how it's perceived. Well, I mean, that's that's how I perceive it in the movies. Well, no, I mean, you, you're right. Um, I don't know. There was a lot of interesting stuff that they did with this movie, though. I mean, they, they did go – they did a lot of weird and, and intriguing things possible. So for those of you who don't know um, what these movies are about or haven't seen them or anything like that, this is basically a modern-day, almost kind of like a boosted-up James Bond. It's like a modern-day James Bond. Um, the director of this movie, Matthew Vaughn, basically said his vision of this movie, he wanted – this was going to be um, a uh, – well, and Mark Strong, the guy that plays Merlin in the movie, even had said that this was a – this was this movie was going to be the James Bond, what Kick Ass, what the movie Kick Ass is to superhero movies now. So it's kind of like the comedy spy movie with a little bit, you know, with some action and some comedy in it. That because um, Kick Ass was was idiotic, let's be honest. But um, it's I basically like a spy. Movie. It, 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 I liked it. It was just it was a jackass movie. But I mean that's what made it that. That that's what made it a good movie. It but, was an um, over the top movie, and that's that's kind of what kind of what this movie is. Right. Well, to to basically break it down really short, it's a spy it's a spy organization that ends up recruiting uh, these new people to fill a slot for one guy. Um, they uh, there's a kid that you know. One of the main characters that's played by uh, Colin Firth, he ends up uh, recruiting this one kid that is the son of an agent that got killed back in the day. And they basically bring them into a training program and trying to find an agent to fit that slot to go against bad guys in the world. Um, Fortunately for us, the bad guy... That they're going after is Samuel L. Jackson with the list. Yeah, yeah. Now, you were mentioning that this is kind of like a modern day James Bond, and um, you know they were comparing it to uh, what Kickass did for superhero movies. This. One of the things, okay, you and I aren't big on special effects, you know, CGI and and over the top special effects, and you know, movies that that are nothing but special effects. You know, we dog them all the time. Um, <laughs> right. This movie had quite a bit of special effects in it, especially especially at the end. In the um, in Samuel L. Junk, Samuel L. Jackson's bunker, that was a ton. I thought you were going to talk about Samuel L.'s junk there for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson. Okay, Valentine's bunker. How about that? 
There, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> With the exploding heads and the multicolored explosions and, you know, even throughout the world and the over-the-top uh, fight scenes and, you know, um, the church, which, you know, we'll definitely get into, you know, here in a little bit. Um, but honestly, the over-the-top graphics and the over-the-top special effects and the over-the-top choreography in this movie actually works to its advantage. This movie... This movie took so much from from other movies of past, you know, like James, like you're saying, James Bond. I mean, it's it's a it's a big. You can tell the um, the James Bond influences in this movie. You know, the 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 little secret gadget, the dressing like a gentleman. Um, you know, I mean, and you know, the spy organization that you know is very deep undercover. Um, but the over-the-top graphics and the over-the-top um, uh, special effects and, and action scenes actually enhanced this movie. It made this movie that, more, that much more enjoyable to watch. Oh, I, I agree. I mean, they, they did a lot of things in here, and... Uh... I don't know. It was just the the way they did things in this. It, it really worked out very well for them. And you're right. We're we're not big fans of special effects, and you know they really did do. I don't know. For for you to do a job with special effects in a movie, and we say that we liked it, that's, that's pretty impressive because that's all we do is bash special effects and CGI. But um, oh yeah, one of the one of the things that I know that that I thought was really interesting that wasn't. It, it actually was kind of uh, accidental, but uh, it wasn't CGI. It wasn't a special effect. This was legit training for this. It took them a week and a half to film the scene where they had the underwater scene, where they yeah. were all up in the yeah. uh, when they were in the barracks room, and uh, yeah, that was actually took a week and a half to film. Um, there was a major accident on set during the filming of that scene. <sighs> Oh, <laughs> so they were sitting there talking about the scene where they're in the they're in their dormitory rooms and they're all sitting there and the water comes pouring in and you know they've got to fight they've got a way to find to survive. Well, Matthew Vaughn sitting there talking about he shouts he says I recall shouting action. Well, the computers got it wrong and water just rushed into just filled up the room. And he said everybody was 20 feet down underwater. He said the cameras, the sound guys, they were all in waders full of water. Everyone was in a sheer panic. People were diving in, pulling people out of the out of the uh, out of the room. He said the set was painstakingly planned and rehearsed using height markers and program and computer programmed water tanks, kind of washed away in a near biblical flood. <laughs> Uh, when when the computers went rogue, he said. Now here's the here's the trickier here's the weird part here's the crazy part about this. He said those actors in that scene were not acting; they were absolutely terrified because this was not planned for it to go down like that. It was just a sheer accident. Then he goes on. And this is the greatest part about it. He says 
it was awful for the first day of filming. <laughs> Damn. What a way to start a movie. Holy oh, shit. shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. But, and, and that's, I mean, it kind of goes along the lines with what you was talking about, you know, just just craziness, the way they were doing things, the way, and obviously this is this wasn't planned, but it kind of worked out, you know, to their, because the first part of when the water was filled up, that was them, that was their actual, that wasn't them acting, that was them actually being, being in that, like, that moment, and they were legitimately terrified, and, uh, yeah, road computer messed up, glitch in the system, I guess, so, see, we're not the only ones that have technical difficulties. <laughs> Oh. Only our technical difficulties don't drown people. <laughs> this is true. They just cut us out every once in a while and take away our, you know, music that we play for breaks. <laughs> but so, but before... <laughs> go ahead. <clears throat> Sorry. Well, let's say before we before we dive too far into this movie, um, into these two movies actually. We do have a caller on the line that has that I know personally has watched both of these movies twice this week and is actually really excited to talk about this movie um, and talk about these two movies. And I wanted to bring them on for a little bit and have them discuss this, these movies with us, if that's all right with you. And go ahead. All right. You are live with two guys in a balcony. Hello. Well, hello, Miss D. May. How's everybody doing? We're doing hello. good. Did you say Austin got a job? He did. Very cool. And did you he know did. that he also owns the uh, Star Wars Monopoly game? Does he? Nice. Uh huh. It's in that silly storage down here. Oh, Dan. Papa oh, Dan, you don't know nothing about your kids, do you? But <laughs> <laughs> Papa well, bought like me, and I gave father. it to. I gave it to Austin, so he's got it. That is awesome. We'll uh, we'll have to take a trip down there and uh, pick that up. Yeah, really. <laughs> See, I knew there was a way to get y'all here. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you say Star Wars and we're there. That's right. <laughs> Star Wars! Star Wars! <laughs> oh my god, they just appeared <laughs> right here on my balcony. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know that was a magic word. Yes, I watch these movies and I love these movies. They're absolutely hilarious and full of action and everything else, so which one did I like best? Uh probably the second one. No. Yeah. No, the first one. I best. like the first one. Brian, I swear to God, you gonna start this year off with arguing with me about everything? That's right. <laughs> That's right. How can you, you argue know, that the first one was worse than the second one? Because in the first one you I have didn't say it was worse. But you I didn't like it say less. a word about it being worse. I you, said you like it less. Okay. 
But it's got but it's got Samuel L. Jackson with the lisp and it's got Mark Hamill. Fucking Luke Skywalker is in the in the Kingsman movie. I mean, okay, so what? Uh, uh, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I, I have a comment. I got a Mark comment. Hamill is not ever my favorite as far as Star Wars went. Whoa, whoa. Oh. Oh. Ms. D. May? Yeah. We lost our caller. <laughs> you know I love you. No, we did not. And you like Mark Hamill out of all the stars in Star Wars? I did not say favorite? that. I did not say that. Well, well, I just said he was not my favorite out of all the stars in Star Wars. Okay, okay. I'm not – see, I wasn't even referencing Mark Hamill, but since you went there – I mean, in the, in the first movie, and, and I'm going to go off track here for a second. In the first Star Wars movie, he played a bitch. In the second one, he matured a little bit. In the third one, he was a badass. So, you know, I mean, there was no other progression from any other character in the entire Star Wars saga like there was with Mark Hamill. And then, of course, he turned into a bitch into the other two movies, but we'll get into that next week. There you go. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway, on these movies, anyway, yes, I'm, I'm going to go back to your Jackson's character. I'm going to go back, but I'm going to go back to your first comment about liking the second one better than the first one. It was just, uh, it wasn't the actors I liked better. It was all around, uh, what I want to say, the comedy in it and the action in it. And I see I, there was just more I, 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 in that movie I, than in the first. I love you, Miss D. May. <laughs> I do. I do. But I am going to have to seriously disagree with you on this. And and honestly, I'm going to have to tell you, and I know I'm going to get smacked in the head for this and probably sleep on the floor of the living room tonight, but you're wrong. <laughs> Tell me, you didn't there like was, the car chase in the second one? Well, there was a car chase in the first one. Not like the second one. Not like the second one, no. But why not do something different? But at the same time, there was actually more action and more exciting action in the first one than there was in the second one. Only in now, the church. Oh, well, well, no, 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 no. Yes, yes, Look, yes, yes. No, yes. no. Eggsy kicked ass yes, in, 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 the, uh, in the hallways. At the end of yes, the movie, Eggsy kicked ass. Yes, he did. Eggsy kicked ass at the end. Yes, he did. Galahad kicked ass at the beginning in the bar. Galahad, yes, Galahad kicked ass in the church, which actually took a uh, that that scene right there was, let's just be honest, fucking badass in the church. Yes, yes, yes. About, yes, it was. Yes, it was. It was. Now. You know, he actually uh, he he went through he went through a lot of uh, he went through a lot of training for that. 
um, he did, um, Colin Firth actually did about 80% of his own stunts in that movie. I, That's honestly, what I understood. I believe it. Um, because, I mean, if you look at just the church scene alone, the way that he's moving in the and and just the the actions that he does and the choreography is just amazing in that scene. Well, and I, I think I would have not done my job if I didn't get you two going. I think I think another thing that <laughs> that can be accredited to that scene right there is. The way that this film was actually, well, the way this movie was actually filmed, um, with all the all the action was all framed centrally. So if you stare straight at the center of the screen the entire time, you get you still get the whole effect. You know what I mean? It's like you don't have to actually look around. Oh, yeah. and you're gonna miss anything. It's like you're li- it's it's the way that you filmed the way that you would actually look at things. So I love the way that they did the action scenes in this movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, and as I said, if I didn't get the two of you going at me, I will not have done my job. I and like this is true. these movies well enough that normally when I watch a movie, even if I'm watching one for you guys, I'm either I have a book or I'm sewing. I'm doing something that my full attention isn't on that movie. You know, I'm, I'm watching it, but there's still, it's not so interesting that I can't take my eyes away from it. These two, I did not read. I did not sew. I sat right here and watched them. The thing about these two movies, and when I when I oh. watched, Dan, what? can I can I chime in real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Just real quick. Hold your hold your thought, because if you didn't direct your attention to anything else during these movies, but you have every other movie in the past. Okay, so I got a couple questions then. What the hell were you doing the weeks that we were talking Star Wars? And what do you do? I always every... watch Star Wars. <laughs> and and what are you what are you doing every night at Sunday, six PM Eastern, three PM Pacific? <laughs> Actually at five PM my time. I'm talking to you guys. <laughs> are we getting your full attention? Of course you're getting my full attention. Now, why would you even have to ask that? Because Brian's a jerk. Yeah. yeah. But you have to Anyways, Dan. There are some movies, even some movies, that you guys have watched and critiqued that you didn't like. So there were points in those movies, I'm sure, you either got up and got a cup of coffee, a Coke, or something. Actually, sitting there glued nope. to the movie. Nope. Actually, if I'm watching nope. a movie for for our radio show, if I'm watching a movie for this show, my full attention is on that movie because I have to be able Absolutely. to know what I'm talking about. Other movies, yeah. Other movies throughout the week, or you know, movies that we're not critiquing, yeah. You know, my mind has wandered, or you know, I played on my phone, or you know, whatever, because the movie is just. Horrible. But if I'm watching a movie for this show, even if it's, you know, four rooms, my full attention is on that Sorry, movie. Sorry, I'm trying to find the asshole button. 
<laughs> we don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but anyway, back to what I was saying. These two movies, both of them, the way that they're done and, and the constant flow of action and the constant flow of the storyline keeps your attention. Yes, when, when, okay, for most movies, um, especially ones that are, you know, around two hours or, you know, a little over two hours, um, there will come a point in time in the movie where I will pause it you know, I will go outside, I'll smoke a cigarette, use the bathroom, whatever, and then come back in and finish it. Both times that I watched both of these movies, I sat through the entire movie, did not even think about smoking, did not have to get up to use the bathroom, which, you know, at my age is kind of hard, um, and just completely... And totally immersed my shut up, Brian. Immersed <laughs> myself in these movies. I, heard that. I mean, these are those rare movies where they keep your attention. They they yes, they, they grab do. your attention right from the beginning. They hold your attention throughout the entire movie, and then when the credits start rolling, you're like, "Holy crap! Where did the time go?" You know, and all of a sudden your bladder fills up. And you're thirsty as hell, and you need a cigarette all at the same time. So you're standing in the bathroom smoking, peeing, and, you know, drinking a beer. <laughs> oh, wait, yes, that's just me? Did. Both times, that's just you. Both times <laughs> watching these movies, I that's exactly what I did. I just watched these movies. You know, I had no desire to put them on pause or whatever. I just watched them because they are that good. Oh yeah, and I mean, I was so expecting I really for the appreciate second. the fact that y'all sent them to me because they are they are that good. Yes, they are, and I'm glad you were. I'm glad you watched them, and when I was told that you were watching them a second time because they were that good, I was even right. happier because these are rewatchable movies. Not because you missed yes, something, but because they are that good. No, I don't believe I missed anything in them. <laughs> because they no. are that good. Yeah, yeah, because you are – you get fully immersed in these two movies. You get – you become part of the movie. They are that good. I'm I tried so, to tell my mom and them that, but – not so much in the second movie, but knowing that Samuel L. Jackson was in the first movie, I said, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna tell you now." I said, "The F word's gonna be there almost every other sentence." I said, "That's just the way the man is." I said, "But," and it was a lot in there. But I told her, "You yeah. can just get past that." I said, "These are fantastic movies." Oh well, he won't watch it. I said, "Okay, fine." I said, "I'm just telling you, you're missing out by not watching these movies." And by not watching other movies that you let that throw you off. Yeah. He actually didn't cuss as much in this movie or wasn't as noticeable as it is in some of his other movies. So I was actually disappointed I was actually disappointed that I did not get to hear him say motherfucker in a list. 
So <laughs> I mean, that's a signature phrase. His death scene. His death scene. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, that just cracked it was me amazing. up. <laughs> he wasn't lying. He shows up as he sees blood. <laughs> now, I'm going to go back to your original <laughs> comment, saying that you liked the what? second one more than the first one. I did. I'm going to go back, and, and we're going to analyze this a little bit. Ladies and gentlemen, as you know, Brian and I are very much against sequels. We don't like them 99% of the time. 99% of the time, they're just a rehash of the original, or they're so far off from the original that it makes absolutely no sense. And normally when you watch them, your thought is, why the hell did you do this? When you leave it exactly. alone with a good one. Exactly. Yes. I agree with y'all. Now, with the Golden Circle, Brian, and, and, and uh, you know, I, wanna, I want your thoughts on this as well. With the Golden Circle, it was – I don't want to say it was a rehash. But it kind of followed along the same lines as the original storyline. But yes. because of the type of movie that it is, I actually think it worked in this case. I thought it worked really well. Well, we know your thoughts on it. We know you think it's better than well, the original, which you're wrong. But I said I liked it better. I didn't say it was better. I said I liked well, it better. Well, I mean, okay, I you said liked you liked it, it better, but which you... means that you think it's better, which is the same as <laughs> you saying it's better than the original. Dan, you just That's took the word right out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but, Brian, I want your thoughts on, on you know, Kingsman the Golden Circle, which is a direct sequel to... The Secret Service. Well, sorry, I was eating an Oreo. (laughs) That's okay. I've got my dinner in front of me that I'm eating between, you know, between talking. Right. But um, I, I have to agree with you, man. I mean, the Golden Circle, it was. It was right along the same line. Now, there were some parts of it that... You know, I honestly, I was kind of disappointed in the whole we're bringing Galahad back thing. That that kind of, uh, it was cool that they brought him back, but at the same time, I was like, wait a minute. Why do we need that? You know what I mean? And it really was kind of like a pointless moment that brought him back at first. So, I mean, did he make himself worth worthwhile? Yes, but... I think they could have left it the way it was and kind of been like a vengeful moment or something maybe. But it was – I think the – it did work out for them, but I think it was kind of more a little over the top. Like they kind of pushed a little bit more for this one. They kind of pushed a little bit harder. Um, I mean, I loved loved the very first Kingsman, but – this one, there was some disappointment in it, um, you know, but it was, I mean, you think about it, in the first one, there was 
It wasn't too. It was flashy, but not too flashy. This one, it, it just. I don't know, man. It. It. I don't know. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, Halle Berry. You know, she's in it. And we all love Halle Berry. But. Oh yeah. There was just, I don't know, man. They just they just started to do a little too much. I mean, if you look at the char- some of the characters in this movie, you know, and, and you take a look at the ones that played them. Okay, so, well, hell, I can't even remember their names right off the top of my head. But well, um, Julianne Moore, I loved her in it. She plays a nice little oh, yeah. sociopath. She plays a great sociopath. Let's be honest. But Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She was amazing. She was. Um, I don't know. Was it just me? Here's something that really kind of bothered me about the movie. Was it just me, or did Colin Firth kind of seem like he looked extremely annoyed to be there during the whole movie? Even after he got his memory back and everything, it looked like he didn't want to be doing the movie. In in. in you know, I, I actually think you you hit a good point on the overall. I don't want to say failure because it wasn't really a failure, but the overall lack of in this movie. They the they tried. Movie, they had something good. They had something good. They tried to play it out. They tried to use the same concept, but give it more. And by giving it yeah. more, I think they hurt the movie more than they helped it. Yeah. What the and Times the first... do is do like James Bond movies did and like in like Flint because there were so many of them and they were so successful. Yeah, and then and you even actually have a third thing coming says out. director this, you know, this is what he's looking at is doing something like this. That's why they're doing more than one Kingsman. They want it to be like the James Bond movies, the In Like Flint movies, those things. And and I can see that. And and Brian, I see your point. In the first movie, you can see Colin Firth's excitement to to be playing Galahad. You can see his his enjoyment in the role. You know, especially in the in the church scene. You know, you can see him getting deep into that character. Whereas in the second one, I mean, okay, yeah, he lost part of his memory. He, you know, really tragic accident, got shot in the head, and then he got revived. I mean, that would fuck anybody up. Yeah. But the the passion just wasn't there, like you said. The passion from Colin Firth, even – even when he got his memory back, and even when he was trying to be uh, Galahad again, when he goes from Harry Hart to Galahad, the the passion is just not it, – it's not there. You know, it's like – honestly, it seems like he signed a contract. In the first movie, he loved it, and now it's just fulfilling the contract. Right. And that – and that disappoints me because Colin Firth was so good in the first one. I mean, he just knocked it out of the park. I mean, he was a quintessential character in the first one. I mean, that's where Eggsy gets his, his passion, and that's where he comes back to the Kingsman, 
and you know he grabs um you know he grabs Merlin and he grabs uh I can't remember her name right off the top of my head and I'm trying to look for it right now. I apologize. My computer's running a little slow. Um uh anyway, where he grabs um the other candidate who actually becomes uh Lancelot. Um and that that gives him his motivation. But now you brought Harry back. And the second one. And honestly that that's kind of what Eggsy's motivation was to become, you know, to, to prove himself to the Kingsman after he failed to, to you know, shoot his dog, um, with a blank I might add. But now you you've taken that away in the second one. And in and, and you know, like you were trying to say, Brian, I think bringing Harry back was kind of an unneeded um plot. You know, unneeded piece of the plot, unneeded plot twist within the movie. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I kind of feel like I kind of feel like this was a this movie had a lot of forced comedy. I don't know. It was it was forced comedy which and, and it was kind of lame. You know what I mean? So, I mean, and like I said, there were good highlight parts to it. There were good moments with it. Um, you know, Julianne Moore, I mean, she don't really play a bad movie. She don't really play a bad role too often. No, you know, no. but and and I, I want to be honest here, Elton John dropping the f bomb. Just <laughs> I was waiting for that. Oh yes, yes. I after oh my god, when that happened in the movie, the wife and I actually because we watched it together, the wife and I actually looked at each other and were like, oh my god, did Sir Elton John, Sir Elton John, one of the most I would say clean cut. Um, the guy you know, was knighted, like legitimately knighted. He's, he's dropping yeah. F-bombs on a movie. Yeah. I mean, he's an over-the-top performer. You know, I mean, we all know he's gained that caused a lot of controversy when he came out and blah, blah, blah. Who cares now? But he says, I mean, he drops the F-bomb in this movie. And you're like, oh. This is like, I mean, he has absolutely no cuss words except for bitch, um, you know, in the song The Bitch is Back. But that is the only song of his that type of cuss word in it. And here he is saying what would be considered the most vulgar curse word in the English language on TV. On one hand, you're shocked and even slightly, you know, maybe even appalled. But on the other hand, you're like, oh, my God, Sir Elton John is just like us. We say fuck all the time. Here he is saying it. And you're like, yes. I mean, it just gives up. Not only that. I do hate to say this. It gives more credence to the word. Exactly. (laughs) Not only that, but let's not forget we have a sexy woman in this movie also asking for a golden shower. And we also have an old man that basically just said, I just shit my pants. There you go. This is true. <laughs> and in the first one, we have a, a, a princess 
basically telling a street guy that, oh, you know, oh, hold on, we hold can on. do it. Let me do it. Let me do it. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> if go you ahead do it, the quote. we can do it in the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and these ah. are... These are the parts of these movies, ladies and gentlemen. These little, just, just blue <laughs> moments are what make these movies overall great. You know, now, you one of the things princess, that I was... oh, go ahead, sorry. I was going to say you have a princess saying that you know somebody can do her in the asshole, and then you have Sir Elton John, one of the most clean cut. Performers out there dropping the F ball. And you have Samuel L. Jackson with the lift. Yes. Yes. And you have Julianne Moore, you know, playing the, uh, you know, the Q, you know, 1950, basically, you know, mother that you would see, you know, like on Leave It to Beaver, serving up, you know, ground up human remains. As a hamburger. Right. Pulling, yes. pulling some hills have eyes type shit. Right? Now, are you two going to tell Gee. me you didn't like the fight scene in the car in the second one? Oh, no. The fight scene in the car was pretty interesting. It was. It wasn't as good as the church. No, it, nothing was. I, I, they won't touch the church. I'm sorry. The church was just. No. That was. I mean, it, it was. was totally he was just badass. I mean, everything. Everybody killing everybody. Just the sheer violence within the church. And, ladies and gentlemen, we don't advocate violence in any way, shape, or form. No, no. I'm not going to say that on the radio. Um, well. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to say that okay. on the radio. We're going to say that off the radio. So, <laughs> there's, there's something that we haven't mentioned yet here that we kind of need to bring up. Okay. Well, okay, first of all, doing some research on the movie, I I thought it was kind of funny. Um, You know, we've got uh, Mark Hamill, who plays the role of uh, Professor Arnold. But something that I had found out was in the comic series, uh, Mark Hamill is actually the first celebrity that's actually kidnapped by Professor Arnold. In the in the comic book series, so I thought that was pretty funny. They kind of how they kind of switched it around, but had him play the role of the guy who kidnaps him as a you know what I mean. So I thought that was pretty oh, funny. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I would actually like to get the comic series. Yes. Yeah, I actually would, now, would like to read. You know the entire comic series. It would be interesting right. to see how it plays with the movie. We, we've talked about some of the parts of this movie and this and that. I mean, granted, we haven't really talked about the idea, the, the, the content, like the script of it or anything like that yet. But we are leaving out one of the most important people of the movie, I think. Which one? Okay. Which movie? Sophia Botella of, that, that played Gazelle in the first movie. Okay, we have not talked. We nobody's mentioned her yet, and she is like the baddest character in this movie. She has swords on her feet, <laughs> well, swords as yeah. feet, but she's a badass, dude. She is. She actually is a badass in this movie. 
I mean, it, it, it kind of goes back to Planet Terror a little bit. kind of has a touch of Planet Terror. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you've never seen Planet Terror, it's a movie done by Robert Rodriguez in the Grindhouse series. Um, and a chick has an M16 for a leg. An M16 with a 203 on it as a leg. Um, and, and the comparison I'm making is the weapons on the legs. Um, Gazelle in this movie was just a fucking badass. Period. Plain and simple. She was a badass. Yes. Yes, she was. Now, the beautiful and very extremely talented Amy Purdy, um, she was she's actually a WMPT snowboarder, um, also was a runner-up for Dancing with the Stars in, back in, like, early 2000s. She was originally cast as Gazelle, but due to delays in filming, she dropped out so she wouldn't miss out on the Olympics. But I think the chick that they got to play her, um, to, to play Gazelle, um, I just said her name, but she, I don't know, I think she was more fitting for the role just because she had, and Dan, I, I know you can agree, Sophia Batella, she had yeah. stone cold, like cold hearted look to her. Like she gave no fucks whatsoever. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like oh, yeah. she just, she just had she that, that death. She had the death stare. Like she could be happy as shit, and you just know she was thinking about how she could kill you. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah, I mean, she she's like our, right at the beginning. She's like job. she's like my ex-wife. Oh God. <laughs> See, I wasn't even gonna go near ex-wives this show, but. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's better not to. <laughs> oh God. <sighs> and Brian, you really hurt my brain oh. sometimes, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing but love for you, brother. Oh. oh God. Well, real quick, if anybody out there has watched this movie and you guys feel like calling in and talking about the Kingsman or the Kingsman Golden Circle. Feel free to do so. That number you can reach us at is 646-668-8467. Speaking of callers, I want to get to this real quick because I know where you're going, and I want to stop you for a second. Speaking of callers, we do have one on the line that, surprisingly, Brian, actually agrees with us about the Golden Circle, um, and not surprisingly – disagrees with D. May. Um, <laughs> I'm absolutely surprised. I don't think you really are, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, if it's okay with you, I'd like to go ahead and bring them on for a little bit and um, hear their take on this movie. Yep. Hello, you're live with two guys in a balcony. Hey. That, that's, that's all we get after everything that we have gone Bro, through why, tonight. Why did you just sound like, hey, 
Why does she just sound like dude from the Goonies? Hey, <laughs> hey, you guys. I mean, put it on the spot I mean, to disagree with your the mama. Fuck up. <laughs> there was no hi guys or you know hello. It was just hey. Like, no, no enthusiasm whatsoever. I'm so sorry. I mean, hi everybody. How are you? Let, let's try this. Hey. One more time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, God, you're on two guys in a balcony. What could be more exciting than that? You're absolutely right. Absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. It just did a moment. So badly. <laughs> oh, I get shit about the name of the show all the time at work. I get shit about the name of the show every night at work. We get we get shit about the show from our production manager. He calls us two no, just the, yeah. all the fucking oh, time. Oh, yeah. Calls you what? Two gay guys on a balcony? <laughs> I knew that would get a laugh out of you. Yeah, I'm going to start one called Two Grannies and a Rocker. Uh, one I rocker? Mean, just one rocker? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, we afford two. maybe we couldn't afford two rockers. <laughs> we just take turns using the rocking chair. Good <laughs> Oh. Well, the way we are, we're going to be two guys on the streets here in a little bit. True. Anyway, back to our caller. He was <laughs> so enthusiastic about being on the show with us tonight. Uh, um, so, let's get your take on these two movies. Okay. I mean... You you and I talked a little bit about it, and I love both movies. Both movies are absolutely rewatchable. I would watch them over and over again. Oh, yeah. I liked the first one better than the second for a few, I mean, I want to say obvious reasons, but they probably weren't maybe not obvious to everybody. I mean, they obviously weren't obvious to D-May, but anyway, move on. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's because I'm oblivious. It's okay, Miss Dime. We're gonna we're gonna educate you tonight. Oh really? I like the second one better because of the statesman. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> you what now? I said it was the statesman. That's what drew you into the second one. Oh. <laughs> anyway, continue. Well, um, I mean. I think the first run of the first movie of any series of movies is generally going to be the best one anyway, but the second one, um, there was just, there were some confusing parts. There were, there were characters that didn't, I didn't feel like match the quality of actor. Um, I I just felt like they could have, they could have done things a little differently and it would have made the movie that much better. You know, one okay. of my big ones. One of my big ones was uh, Channing Tatum. I hated his character. Hated it. Hated it. I, I would really actually felt have like. To... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I-, I feel like they cheated him in that character. The guy who played his counterpart in the Statesman wasn't as good of an actor, and would have made. I, I think. Channing Tatum would have made a better whiskey than the guy who played whiskey. He's more Pedro Pascal. 
Yeah, well, he's okay. So he's more. I would see him more in the action part of the movie instead of the dumbass who took drugs and laid in bed the whole second half of the movie. I'll have to agree with you on that one. He'd have had a much better personality-wise as that character. Absolutely. I didn't see a lot of personality in the guy that played him. He would have been better. He was one, and, I mean, whatever, there's a lot of pretty girls there, so I don't feel bad saying this. He's better looking (laughs) than the guy who played Whiskey. Two, he's built more for the action scenes than the other guy. It just, I felt like they just, they absolutely got that part wrong. Well, I think it's from showing the ending of the second one that he will be with the Kingsman in the third one. Which I'm, I'm excited for that. I think it's going to be kind of cool. I'm, I'm excited to see where they go with it. I I mean, no sense but I'm excited to see what they might possibly be able to do with it. I'm I'm actually going to go ahead and agree with you on some parts. Um, okay, I'll be honest. I'm not a big Channing Tatum fan. I don't think he can act worth shit. I'm sorry. He was absolutely horrible in this movie. I think a lot of that, like you said, had to do with his character. He was portrayed as the typical redneck American dumbass. And even that doesn't suit his acting. Um, I've seen Channing Channing Tatum in a couple other films. Um, most notably G.I. Joe and G.I. Joe Retaliation, um, and G.I. Joe The Rise of Cobra, and then G.I. Joe. Uh, and I, I hated him in those films. Channing Tatum can't can't act. He is nothing but a pretty face. That's all he is. Oh, you're just jealous because your wife sits there going, ooh, every time she sees him. No, <laughs> he's not my he's not my cup of tea. But but no, I mean he he has no acting ability whatsoever. I'm sorry, he really doesn't. And actually, um, if you want to stop and think about it, every statesman, as far as I could tell, was made to look like a general redneck dumbass American. You're right. You're right. I mean, even every Jeff Bridges' character. Jeff Bridges is an amazing actor, an amazing thespian. I mean, the movies that he has done, the list goes on. And, I mean, he's had a few bad roles. Everybody has. Um, But overall, Jeff Bridges is one of those phenomenal actors. Yes, I didn't think he did well with the statesman at all. No, well, I think no. I think I think what it was with Jeff Bridges though is I think they said, okay, you remember how your role, how your person was in the movie True Grit, you know the the John Wayne remake when he you know played Rooster Cogburn. He's like, yeah, 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 I remember that. They're like, okay, that's what we want you to do in this movie. Bring us Rooster Cogburn to this movie because that's exactly kind of how he acted. He was a mix between Rooster Cogburn. And Roy from R.I.P.D. I don't know if you've seen that. Oh, if you remember that one, that Roy was the one. R.I.P.D. <laughs> there you go. He was actually that was kind of. 
But that was it was kind so of a mix was, between those two people. And you're right. My thought was you're right. when they told him, all you got to do is sit on your ass in this movie. He kind of, when you were saying the other guy didn't like being in the movie, he was kind of like, okay, fine, I'm here. I'm on the sit-in chair. What do you, what do you want? And uh, it really bothered me that they portrayed all the statesmen like that. I mean, Whiskey was really the only statesman that was not portrayed as an idiot, a redneck dumbass. Yeah. I mean, you had okay, Halle Berry as Ginger. I mean, she was a doctor, so she what? didn't, you know. I wanted to see something from Halle. I'm like, I'm sitting here watching the whole movie the whole time. Like, wait a minute. When are we gonna see her do something? I was waiting for like. It's a, it's like watching Merlin in the first one. Nobody thought Merlin was going to be a badass, and then he picked up a gun and he hit I, You know what I mean? Like, nobody thought Merlin was going to be shit. Same thing with Halle Berry. I was waiting for her to fucking bust out and do something. Make some kind of a joke reference to why she's not a big fan of cats or something. You know, because a cat woman being so bad. But, yeah. I was waiting for something from Halle Berry, but we got nothing but a pretty face. She was just like a deterrent. She was like another deterrent of how bad the movie was. And, and, but okay, but the the movie overall was not bad. I'm going to correct you on that. No, because the movie. No, overall no, I don't mean. Good. No, I'm not saying the, the movie overall was bad. I'm saying from how bad the movie was, as in it could have been so much better. It, it could have. have. The thing is, is the way that that the Golden Circle went, uh, and and even the Kingsman, uh, the Secret Service, it portrays these spies as gentlemen. You know, they're they've got the you know the tailored suits. Um, you know, they wear Oxfords, not robes. You know, and and they are you know top of the line. Come from the upper class. Yes, exactly. They are top of the line gentlemen. You know? And then all of a sudden you go over to Kentucky. Which I mean, that right off the bat is is a dead giveaway as to how they're gonna portray the statesman. Now, okay. I'm an American. Yes, and American Gary did not have a Kentucky accent. No, she didn't. But I mean, she may not have been from Kentucky because the statesmen, you know, come from all over, just like, you know, the Kingsmen come from all over England. They're not all from London, and they don't all have a London accent. Now, the way that they portrayed the statesmen, okay. If those are really our top-of-the-line Secret Service, above the Secret Service, above CIA, above FBI, then then that really fucking scares me. Because the statesmen, honestly, were portrayed as idiots. Like they didn't know what the hell they were doing. But yet they had technology that was more advanced than the Kingsmen because they were able to bring people back from a headshot. Right, but yet you've got whiskey and tequila, who are the biggest portrayers of the statesmen as idiots. I mean, tequila was this bumbling, dumbass redneck 
who basically was portrayed as didn't know his his uh, you know his ass from a hole in the ground. And that's one thing that bothered me about the Golden Circle. Overall, the movie was great. Overall, the movie is watchable. It's rewatchable, and I love the Kingsman aspect of it. I don't like how they're portrayed the statesmen. I don't like how they portrayed the Americans. And I get it. It is a British film. It is. Um, it, it comes from the British viewpoint, and that's kind of how the Brits see us, as dumb Americans. That's kind of how the rest of the world sees us, as dumb Americans. However, they didn't need to put in that particular stereotype um, into the movie and, and, and then expand it exponentially. Thoughts? Sorry, I'm off Agreed. my soapbox. I mean, I agree. I agree. I just... I... You know, my least favorite part of that movie was honestly, I'm sure you, I'm sure you know what it was, Dan. Least favorite part of the movie. I'm sorry, I was, I was eating the lovely dinner you made me. Hmm. Um. Honestly, there were there were many that we talked about. I don't remember right offhand. What your absolute least favorite was? Merlin anyway, Nines. You don't remember, I'm or so... you weren't listening? <laughs> no, I was listening. I'm, I'm so upset that that's not a character that's going to be in in following movies because he was my favorite character in. No, 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 no! You can't say that because we watched we, we watched dude get his head blown off, and he came back. Okay, so it's I'm very possible on a landmine. Hey, I mean, he the, took a bullet straight to the head, point blank, and lived. So, okay, mm-hmm. but ninety nine point nine percent of your body parts are still there if you get, you know, shot in the head. However, if you're blown up by a landmine, and Brian, I'm sorry, I can attest to this. Um, your ninety nine percent of your body parts are scattered everywhere. So I'm sorry to say. You know, Merlin is not coming back. And, yes, Tia, I absolutely and totally agree with you. The most upsetting part of the Golden Circle was when Merlin died. He was such a phenomenal character in the first one. And then the second one, he was more integral in helping helping Exy than than any other character. Yes. And he had the coolest character. Like I just I love that actor and I loved him in the movie. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean Brian, your thoughts? You kind of you kind of step back a little bit. 
Oh no, you said, "Oh yeah." I thought you were you were going somewhere with that. That's why. <laughs> I I was trying, but I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry, my train derailed there for a second. Uh, no, um, I mean, I I agree with you. Uh, he uh, I just it was disappointing to see him die, and like you know, and I just mentioned, you know, I was a I like him, you know, and you didn't think he was going to be doing anything, and out of nowhere, he's he's a secret badass, but. At the same time, I could – I mean, we literally never saw anything about him after that. You know, and, and I'm not saying that he's going to come back because I don't know yet. But, you know, because the movie – the Kingsman 3 is still being planned out. Um, now, Matthew Vaughn being the, the director for the first and second one, he is also the director for the third one. He's the one that made that decision to bring um, – to bring him back from, to bring dude back from the, you know, after he gets shot in the face, Colin Firth gets shot right in the face, and then he comes back, you know, point blank range, he's dead. But they find a way to bring him back, blah, 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 whatever. Who's to say that Merlin wasn't able to get away to where, you know, and it wasn't a very big explosion if you look, you know, so with all this stuff that they've got and everything, I'm not saying that it's going to happen, but... I could see them finding a way to play it in because of the fact that Merlin was a favored character. He was one of the favorites. I mean, you go through a lot of the reviews and everything. A lot of people were upset that he died. So I could see them trying to find a way to bring him back into the third one just because of the fact that it is he was a favorite character. Nobody was now, happy to see Colin first character get killed off either. Now, no. correct me if I'm wrong, but we don't actually see him get blown to bits. We just hear the explosion. No, that's what I'm saying. You don't see anything after that. They see him walk off from where he's standing on the mine, and then he's gone. You don't see nothing. That's why I'm saying so, they could bring him back. So there is a possibility that right in the nick of time, yes, the Star yes. Trek Enterprise came above, beamed him up, and saved his life. Or maybe he That's has right. like, some secret squirrel extra cool gadget that saved him. I mean, he is we the all, master of We the all know, gadgets. no, we all know it was Luke Skywalker's force ghost held the <laughs> pressure down on the landmine for Merlin to walk away. Oh. <laughs> uh. Luke Skywalker's uh, more believable, damn it. He was in the first one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Valentine came back from the dead, and in order to redeem himself, put his foot on the landmine so that Merlin can step off. That's right. Yeah. That, I don't know, man. I, I, I really do. In all honesty, though, I mean, we don't see him die. You know what no, I mean? we so, don't, so we don't know for for a one hundred percent fact that Merlin is dead. Right. Well, I'll hold on to my hope then. Now, I want to jump back a little bit and go back. Um, actually, Dan, um, let me say we take a quick break. We could do that. All right, we will be back right after this.
What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to Two Guys in a Balcony, right here on RadioAFS.com, Fatboy Media, DRCP Army. Man, there's not much enthusiasm there this this week, is there? No, no, not a whole lot. But hey, it's you know, not our usual shit today. So you know, but it, I mean, hey, not. it is what it is. So, no, uh, but uh, we are, we are but, back. But Dan, you want to plug everything? Yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we're all over social media. You all know that. We're on Facebook. Go to the, you know, type in Two Guys in a Balcony Radio Show. Go to our page. Hit that like button. Hit that share button. Uh, We've got all kinds of stuff on our page. We post our shows every week. We've got updates coming out. We've got all kinds of cool stuff on there. Go on there. Check it out. Um, We're on Twitter. Uh, Everything that gets posted on Facebook gets posted on Twitter. Um... We also have a, uh, yeah, one of those accounts anyway, um, Instagram. <laughs> um, uh, we also have our own web- website, tdiabtalkradio.com. Um, you can contact us through email on there. Uh, we also have our own merchandise line. Ladies and gentlemen, go to tgia, go to cafepress.com backslash tgiab. All of our cool shit's on there. We've got hoodies. We've got pajamas. We've got underwear. Anything and everything that you could possibly think of, uh, it's on there. Go check it out. Go get you some cool shit. Uh, go get you a coffee mug um, or, you know, some of the comfy pajamas that Brian's got. Uh, just go check it out. There's something on there I know you guys will love. Um, we've got about 20 minutes left in our show where we are actually only doing – our two-hour live show tonight because of the technical difficulties we've got. So if you want to uh, call in and tell us what you think about these movies, that number is 646-668-8467. Call us and uh, tell us what you think. I'm proud of you, big guy. Oh, well, I've been practicing. (laughs) (laughs) I've been practicing. So, okay, so before before you go any further, before we end the show, um, I do want to, if it's all right with you, I do want to bring D. May back on and see if we have convinced her. Miss D. May, are you still with us? Of course I'm with you. Okay. So, between me, Brian, and Tia, and all the evidence that has been put forth <laughs> in front of you... Gee, can you still honestly sit there or stand there, whichever one you're doing, um, and tell us that the second one was better than the first one? There were aspects of the second one I liked better than the first one. I will have to say that. Don't say anything. Hang on. (laughs) I found nothing in the first one that I did not like. But now I told you, in the second one, there were things I did not care for. Right. But you said overall that you liked the second one better than the first one. We want to know. Okay. Well, no, you said, originally, you said you liked the second one better than the first one. Does that still hold true, or did we change your mind? Hmm. I'm waffling. So you're saying there's still a chance? There's still a chance. 
there were things like in the second one, okay, you're talking about the British made the statesmen the way they were because of what they think of us. All right. right. Here's one for you. They made our president the way he was because that's what they think our president would do. Tell me, what do you think he would do? You're talking about the first one. No. In the second one. Okay. They set him up the way they did because they that's what they think our president would do. What do you think? Honestly, I don't know. I can't say either way. Because it is still too early in our current president's term to accurately depict what he would do. Now, in the first okay, one, not any I, one I, president, I that. any presidents. It all depends on the president. Do you think any of them would say, okay, we'll legalize all this stuff to save these people, even though these people took all these drugs? It's an act of terrorism any way you look at it. And what does our president in, say? We do your, not your, pander to terrorists. Right, and you're right. You're right. I don't – I disagree with that part. Um, I think it was made like that because of the plot, to you know, to keep the plot rolling. Um, I don't know because if you look back – if you look back in our history, you look back into World War II – what did the current president do to Japanese Americans? Exactly. So it is hard to say what any president would do with such an such a huge act of terrorism. Because I no, what, it's easy to say what we would do now. And we already know Trump be like, I'd bomb them sons of bitches. If he, I mean, if he, they knew, if he knew where they were, yeah. but well, we have I a really stupid president, so well, um, but and I we do have a show on Thursday night for that. It's called Political Bullshit, <laughs> but we will not down the Commander in Chief right now. Right. right. <laughs> I don't think that our current president and any of the, I would say, past five, six. Uh, going back to, to Ronald Reagan, from Donald Trump going back to Ronald Reagan, every president that we have in between, I don't think that any of them would do what the president in the Golden Circle did. I don't think they would do that. Um, let them die. I don't think that they would let them die. Um, I think they would quarantine no, them. I don't think they would either. I think Right. I also and think I would, that they'd have found a way to find out where that antidote was, and they'd have gotten it. Exactly. Honestly, what but I think I'm they would have done is I think they would have contacted the statesmen. Because the statesmen and the kingsmen, they don't operate outside of the government, per se. You mean I they mean, do they gotta operate have, outside of the government, but 
They do, but they they have to have some sort of government backing. The go- some part, some form of the government has to know There's that some they exist. sort of financial backing. In some form or another, yes. I mean, they get most of their financial backing from you know like the tailors and the and the old money for the kingsmen and the whiskey sales for the statesmen, but they've got to have some kind of governmental. I don't want to say financing, but some sort of governmental backing for what they do. The, both governments, in some level, maybe not at the top level, but there is somebody within the government that knows that those secret organizations exist. I mean, it would be damn near impossible to have a secret organization of that magnitude without some sort of is governmental backing. The Kingsmen, who that is taken from an organization that did exist, was uh, the royals knew of it. Yeah. But, but you have to think that these secret organizations have some sort, even if it's just very, very little, some sort of government backing. And I think that Instead of the president um, putting them all in cages and letting them die and saying, well, this is how we're going to solve the problem. We're going to quarantine them all and kill them and let them die off. I think he would have you know, gone to his advisors and said, hey, we need to find a way to fix this. And then somewhere that would have trickled down. And then whoever knew about the statesmen in the U.S. and whoever knew about the kingsmen in the U.K. would have – gone to them and said, hey, you've got, you know, X amount of hours to find this cure and bring it back to us. And I think, well, in you reality, know, I think the president would have been informed. If it were in reality, which it's not, but in reality, it was a global incident. Therefore, even if he was the only one contacted, he would not have been the only one making the decision. Right, exactly, exactly. Which this did think, not, this, the movie did not allow for that, the fact that, yes, it is global, but here's one man making the decision. Right, and that that's not, not how happen. our government works. That is absolutely not no, how our government works. That's not how the world works. <laughs> no, no, this so, is true. You know, so, no. But, again, on saying that, you know, this is what the British look at us and think, well, here's what they would do. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, maybe we are running short on time. Um, we do definitely want to thank you for all of your insights and all of your input into this week's show. I had a blast talking to you. Um, I did too. I do like to get you two going. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we know you do. Brian, are you Even there? you, Brian. Yeah, sorry, sorry. My bad, I'm here now. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually just getting ready to tell D-May um, goodbye for the night. Goodbye for the week? For me? Well, goodbye for, for the week. week, of course. I mean, of course, but, you know, there, there could come well, a point in this week in, where I stay in she calls and texts me and bugs me. Tia, yes. <laughs> 
So y'all have a good night, and it's been a lot of fun talking to you. It's it's been Same a blast with as you. always. And I'll stay on the line so I can find out what we're watching next week. Alrighty. Okay. You have a good night. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, Brian. Yes? Can I please tell them what we're talking about next week? Because you know know I'm excited and you know why I'm excited about this. Oh, I know. I know, and I'm looking forward to it, too. Um, I will say... um, you and I had spoke about this before, and um, you already know who's going to be here uh, in the studio with us live for next week's show. He's been here before. Uh, Dan, yep. I'm going to go ahead and let you take this one. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, mm. I'm excited for two reasons. I'm excited because this is the, the second movie that we will be reviewing that is actually still in theaters. Uh, the first one, of course, was the remake of it. Um, but I have actually gone to see this in theaters with the wife. Um, next week, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be reviewing the newest Star Wars movie. We are going to be reviewing The Last Jedi. Um, and, and I'm excited about it on so many levels. I'm not going to tell you why. Um, you will just have to tune in next week, next Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, right here on blogtalkradio.com backslash radio AFS. Two guys in a balcony. Um, we will be posting the link up uh, either later tonight or early tomorrow. So, ladies and gentlemen, tune in next week as we talk about Star Wars The Last Jedi. Did, did you say? I'm sorry. You kind of. I, I I cut out on you. Actually, I my headphones started messing up. Did you say who was going to be with us next week? I did not. I was actually going to uh, let you take that one. Oh, okay. I, like I said, I cut out on you. I heard like half of it. So, but uh, well, next week we will have my little cousin Jared, the big Star Wars fanatic. Um, he was with us when we talked about all the other Star Wars movies. He will be here with us uh, next Sunday live in the studio while we talk about this Star Wars movie. So that'll be fun. So and that's definitely the uh, last, last time he was here. That was actually one of the biggest reasons why I'm excited about next week. Um, well, Brian, I know you're a big fan. You're not quite as big a fan of Star Wars as I am. Um, Jared actually... Actually, kind of gave me a run for the money last time he was on with us. Um, so I hey, actually, they, hey, hey, I gave you a run too, buddy, because I was bringing up shit that was making you like, okay, yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah this is this is true. This is true. But I'm gonna give it to your cousin because I'm, I'm, oh, I'm gonna give it to my cousin. I'm definitely giving it to my cousin because you know he, oh yeah, he, he's on top of it. Oh yeah. So it's oh, yeah. definitely he, gonna be a lot of fun. It's gonna be a good conversation. He was up there. I, his knowledge of the entire Star Wars franchise, um, with him being as young as he is, his knowledge of the entire Star Wars franchise, especially the the original four, five, and six, was amazing. So I'm really excited to hear 
his thoughts and his comments um, on The Last Jedi. And I know there's going to be a lot of controversy and a lot of contradictions um, between you, me, and him. And, ladies and gentlemen, it's just going to be an exciting show. You've got to tune in next week. Um, again, right here, blocktalkradio.com backslash radio AFS, two guys in a balcony, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. We will be posting the link on our Facebook page, and that's how you can um, – that's the easiest way to uh, connect next week. So definitely tune in next week as we talk about the latest Star Wars movie, The Last Jedi. And that pretty much says it. So, <laughs> oh. you guys have a good weekend, or have a good week, and we'll see you next week. Ladies and gentlemen, stay safe, stay smart. We want you back here next week. Um, we love you guys. We appreciate you guys, and uh, we'll see you next week. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.